hallelujah and bless the Lord for the music ministry because of who you are God well, we certainly do give you glory this morning I mean that'll, that'll make me run around the room here if she had went on just a little bit longer y'all might have been out of one preacher bless the Lord but let us look to God as we get ready to get into the word of God that he has given us to tell his people this morning. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we're so truly thankful for this opportunity that we may stand before your people and in your holy presence, that we may open up our mouths and proclaim what thus saith the Lord. We ask, oh God, that you will anoint us afresh, hallelujah, from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. God, then allow the words that come from our mouths, oh God, not to be Keith and I am his words, but, but, but they will be words, oh God, that have come from you that will land on the hearts of those who are listening in. We thank you in advance, oh God. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray and we say amen and bless the Lord. And the reading of the word the, the, in the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 13, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years yes. and was bent over and, in, and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her woman you are loosed from your infirmity well as an outgrowth of a sunday school class a yearly inspirational conference geared to the spiritual condition of women was born it began more than some 30 years ago and it was started from a bible study of Luke chapter 13 because its founder felt the need to address the, uh, the women's issues in a major way. Uh-huh, the founder said that it was needed because it really struck into a reservoir of human need dealing with women who have been trapped by emotional, mental, physical trauma, abuse, and childhood scars. All right, somebody. Uh -huh. Its founder highlight, highlighted its theme such that its central message indicated that you can get over it, that you can get beyond it, yeah. and that you can still be somebody and that you don't have to be ensnared by where you came from. Uh -huh. This encouraging conference swept all over this world. By the Woman Thou Art Loose Conference uh, that we know was spearheaded by P.T.D. Jakes, Bishop Jakes of the Potter's House uh, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, when he set it and put it together, it went around the globe. Also, when Bishop Jakes wrote his book that he self 
published on Women Thou Art Loose. Uh, the, the book, actually, he sold it out of the trunk of his car, uh, but it went on to sell nearly uh, 7 million copies worldwide, and it has now been translated into 10 different languages. It also became a popular movie that many of you probably have watched in the comfort of your home. Bishop Jakes ended the conference just last year in 2020 because he said it was time. The time had come for him to move into other areas of ministry. So while the message of our scripture text deals with Jesus loosing a woman from her afflicted state, the second installment in our series that we're calling Working Out Jesus provides more on how Jesus can indeed work it out when we are under conditional stress and strain and sickness and pain. I hope somebody out there is hearing me this morning. And I really hope that we are hoping we are already helping somebody. You see, last week we relayed a message through our subtitle, Look at God. You all remember that if you had tuned in, uh, because he will work it out. Yes. And, and you may recall that we quoted the lyrics uh, uh, to that song, Jesus Will Work It Out. Now, you all know it's a upbeat tempo type of a song that encourages our very hearts and, and helps us to be convicted that Jesus will work it out. Well, this week, we want to talk to you from the subtitle of C. O-D. Uh-huh, and I know that some of you are probably uh, uh, registering in your head that they must be talking about cash on delivery. You all remember that that's what C-O-D uh, in our world typically stood for. Uh, but rather, we have another way of say, stating C-O-D this morning, and we, we're calling it Christ on duty. Oh, say amen, somebody. Uh -huh. Again, what we want to do is show you and point you to our overall theme of working out Jesus. For when Christ is on duty, saints, uh -huh. the believer can rest assured yes. that Jesus will always work things out. Is there a witness this morning in the cyber church. Come on, Pastor. Yeah, now, men, men, I just want you to know, just because our scripture in Luke 13 highlights a woman being healed, all you need to do is to think back to last week's message when a man was healed in a similar fashion. Uh -huh. Didn't want you to be left out this morning thinking it's just a woman thing. Uh -huh. Jesus worked it out. It, it's about all of us. He works it out. If you remember, that man was filled with a condition uh -huh. called dropsy, well, where there was a, a fluid inflammation throughout the body, and it simulated uh, a, a conditional heart failure. But Jesus 
healed him just like he healed this woman. I also remember in our introduction to the sermon that Pastor I told us that T.D. Jakes ended the Woman Thou Art Loose conference in 2020. Why is that, you might ask? Well, T.D. Jakes said, we're losing our sons. I want you men out there in particular to hear me. He said, we're losing our sons. We got all kinds of crazy stuff happening in our country right now. And I need to free my hands from what I used to do so I can have availability to focus on the ways that I can best contribute now. Oh, that's good word from him uh, that he's going to try to do something else to help us men folk in this country and around the world. Now, that's a message for leaders across this country. And think about it, particularly for those in our African-American community. So I hope I got some amens out there right now, right now. So healing is needed throughout the body of Christ. And that is why we have COD, Christ on duty. Because if we didn't, this world would be in even worse shape than it is in right now. I hope I got some amens out there. Now, we can't direct God. We can't direct Jesus what to do. We can't direct him, but he can direct us and the things on our behalf. Therefore, things are being worked out because Christ is on duty. I want you to hear me. They're being worked out because Christ is on duty. Christ is on duty. Christ is on duty. C-O-D. Remember last week when we quoted the lyrics of Dr. Charles Hayes' song, Jesus Can Work It Out? Well, here are some additional parts that we didn't uh, talk about, uh, but they pertain to C-O-D, where the woman says, that habit that I had, I just couldn't seem to break. I prayed and I prayed, but I thought I'd be too late. So I turned it over to Jesus and I stopped worrying about it. I, I turned it over to the Lord and he worked it out. Oh, yes, he did. He did. And, and, and now let me just contemporize more of the lyrics that help us to, mm -hmm. to, to think about it in present day. Yeah. You see, we have COD and we mentioned it a little bit last week. It's like, say you got a light bill due and you got a gas bill too. Uh, and last week, Pastor I quoted the lyric, telephone disconnect, waiting on your next paycheck. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Well, they said, now that tell you what you ought to do. Let me tell you what you ought to do. Five times he said, let me tell you what you ought to do. You got to turn it over to the Lord. And since he's always the Christ on duty, he will work it out. He will work it out. C-O-D. He will work it out. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let me tell you something about the story and having Christ on duty. If we take a look at our text this morning, uh, we will see that while on duty, that means that 
Christ was in his earthly form. He was in bodily form and doing earthly ministry. Uh, Jesus came across this woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. Uh, what I need somebody to understand this morning is that demons can affect us. Uh, they can afflict us mentally yes. and physically. Yeah. Right. In right. her case, uh, the demonic activity was really the root of her issue, uh, uh -huh. but the physical manifestation of it uh, was the fruit of her issue. Yes. Uh, some on somebody, we got to get to the root of our problems uh, so we'll know how to handle it. Uh, yes. But yes. what the Bible tells us uh, that she was bent over and she couldn't stand up. Uh, she could not stand up. She could not raise up. Yeah. And she could not pull herself up. Yeah. What I need you all to do is to visualize this woman and get, her, get a picture of what she must have looked like and how this lady lived for some 18 years. Hello. You see, we can't hardly stand some stuff for 18 minutes. Yeah. Uh, some of us get upset and Hallelujah. When things happen for more than 18 hours. Yeah. But so can you imagine living like she was in the posture that she was for some 18 years? Yeah. But the Bible tells us that as Jesus is teaching in the synagogue, uh -huh. Uh -huh, he's the rabbi and he's teaching the people. Uh -huh, but he becomes COD. Yeah. You, he becomes Christ on duty. Yeah. What do you mean, Pastor? I well, uh, he was always aware of who is in his presence yeah. in need of renewal and need in need of being repaired uh -huh. and in need of being redeemed. Uh -huh. And I write about it. And here we are again. Here we go again, Pastor Keith. Uh -huh. We are examining another story where the Sabbath is the day that this all goes down. And so here they are with this whole situation is presenting a problem for the Pharisees and the Pharisees leader. Where are they feeling some type of way because Jesus is about to do it again. Oh, you all remember we talked about the Pharisees last and these are that group of uh, religious people uh, who were high-minded and holy. Uh, I think they, they knew more than God did about what could and should happen on the Sabbath. Yeah. They were the folks who were doing that spying on Jesus because they wanted to catch him doing something wrong yeah, on right. the day that they said was set aside for nothing but rest. Uh -huh. but, but, but here is what happens when there is a, a Christ on duty on the Sabbath. Jesus works it out. Yes, it oh, yes, he does. Oh, I'm already excited. Yeah, you see, because, because just put me in the place of this lady. Uh -huh. You see, when you look at the text and we get down to verse number 12, the Bible says, but when 
he saw her or when Jesus saw her. Oh, people of God, when you are in trouble, don't you want Christ on duty to see you when you have reached a a low point in your life? Uh Don't you want Christ on duty so he can give you blessings on blessings? Don't you want Christ on duty so that you can become better than you were before? Oh, how can I just raise my hands this morning? Can I be transparent that when I am in a state, in a situation, oh, I want God, I want Jesus, our Christ on duty to see me in my mess. Oh, then, then the Bible says that he called to her. Oh, okay, so now uh, first he saw her, and then he calls to her. Oh, that is good stuff right there. But he called her to him. Oh, my God. I'm saying to him. He just didn't call her and say, a woman, a you, the one that's bent over, but he called her to come to him. Oh, God, I love it. I love it. I love it when I'm in trouble. And the Christ on duty calls me out to come to him when I can feel that pull in my spirit that says I need to get closer and closer to Jesus because he's about to make a miraculous change in my stuff. Oh, finally, finally, folks, finally, in that three-step workout, Jesus told her, hallelujah, after he saw her and after he called to her, then he told her that you are loosed from your affliction. In this context, what it means is, woman, you are free. Oh, God, you are released for anything that tries to bind you, anything that tries to restrain you, anything that tries to ensnare and entangle you. You are free and you are loose. Oh, let me just testify now that because of the Christ on duty, we know that he has the power and the ability to free us from bondage. Oh my God, our Christ on duty, he can heal us from our infirmities. He can fix us from our ailments and he can bless us and keep us no matter how long we've been apprehended by the forces of evil. I'm so glad, Pastor Keith. Oh, I'm so glad this morning. Oh, so glad that our Christ on duty is able to work it out. Oh, somebody out there ought to be thinking about our clean saying, oh, my God, work it out, Jesus. Work it out. You ought to be saying just what we told you last week. Look at God. Oh, look at Jesus working it out. We thank God for our Christ on duty. Come on, Pastor Keith, so, tell us something so else. Let us look at what else happens when we have COD. <laughs> you see, Jesus always seems to be around some naysayers and uh, the, the ones who are the sanctimonious, the, the so-called high-minded, and the ones who thought they knew better than God. However, when there was Christ on duty, we find that all the ideas 
that don't pertain to God's will and, and, and all the things that don't pertain to God's way and, and the things that don't make no sense. When there's COD, all of that gets left in the dust. Did you hear me? When they don't pertain to God's will, when they don't pertain to God's way, when they don't make no sense, God pushes their own stuff in the dust. Amen, amen, somebody. Let me tell you something. It's going to be God's way or it's going to be the highway. I hope somebody got what I mean. It's going to be the God's way, where he wants it. And, or it's going to be the highway. And so the text says that God exposes the crass and he exposes the crazy and he exposes the kooky thought of those Pharisees. Like in verse 14 of in Matthew where he highlights the Pharisee, the ruler to, to try and embarrass Jesus and he and hollers out to the crowd, there are six days when men ought to work. Now he hollering to the crowd. He tell them, so anybody wanting to be healed ought to come and be healed on those days and, and, uh, and not on the Sabbath. You know, going to tell God what he ought to do. Some of us got to try to tell God what he ought to do. But God cannot be dictated to. I hope that somebody heard me. Look, look at how shallow this Pharisee's thinking was in front of the COD. But there was COD, the Christ on duty, who exposed the Pharisees for being hypocrites and said, which one of you which would not loosen your ox or your donkey and lead it to get a drink of water when you see him? Uh, however, Christ was on duty and Christ was on guard. So so let me uh, let them all know that the people needed what they needed, uh -huh. even on the Sabbath. Uh -huh. Sometimes people got to get whatever it is on whenever God decides that you need it. Uh, if it's on the Sabbath, you get it on the Sabbath. If it's Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, you're going to get it whatever day he's chooses for you to get it. And since he told them in Matthew 12 that he was the Lord of the Sabbath, he made it clear that he would provide what was needed. He made it clear when he would provide what was needed whenever he deemed it was needed, wherever he deemed it was needed, and however he deemed it was needed. In other words, I want somebody to hear me clearly. God is sovereign. God can do anything he yes. wants to do yes. whenever he yes. wants to. And, and why yes. should he pass this woman in the shape she was in and not heal her? When in his mind and in his, his, uh, his, his amount of power, he was able to fix it for her. And at the same time, he puts them, those hypocrites, those Pharisees, and all of them to shame. And he humiliates them. And he highlights the fact that the Pharisees are supposed to be, supposed to be followers of God. People of God, let me ask you something right here, right now. How does Jesus work it out for you? Uh, does he have to humiliate some of your 
your folk around you in order for them to get the point? Well, here's a point that we, I want to make right here. He will make your enemies your footstool. Uh, did you hear me? Sometimes you don't uh, have uh, the wherewithal to take care of the situation. But when God comes in and you need him to heal the situation and the enemy, your haters are all standing around with things to say and, uh, and in your windows and what have you, God can come in and make those enemies your footstool. That's a way that Jesus can work it out. In other words, when you are not doing right or treating others right, he will humiliate those haters. He will embarrass those haters. And he with humility will harass the hell out of them. Yes, I said it. He will harass the hell out of them. I hope that you in virtual land want to get the hell out of some of the people in your life. Amen, somebody. But when Jesus saw her, but when Jesus saw her, to contemporize, we'll tell you uh, that we want to conclude it this way. We are saying, wait till God sees you. Things change once God has his eyes on the situation. I'm a living witness. Ah, uh, yes, uh, yeah, 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 because he will change that when he sees you, when he sees you struggling, when he sees you needing to be loose. You see, he told this woman, woman, thou art loose. She couldn't straighten up even if she tried. She was bent over, bent down, and bent in place and stuck in her condition. I, I was sitting there thinking about this earlier because this morning my back was hurting and it's been hurting some days. And, and so I took some more Tylenol and now my back feels a little bit better. But could you imagine being bent over hurting for 18 years? Pastor, I've already talked about it, but I just couldn't imagine for my little bit of pain that I didn't even want to last for 18 seconds. And here she was bent over for 18 years. Because sometimes our situations are bent in place. And we can't change where we are or how we are or who we are. But we know the Christ who is on duty. And he can and he will change our lives completely. Uh, yeah, yes, he yeah. will. That's good. That's good. I believe somebody out there in our virtual audience is getting it. They are getting it now. But uh, we are about to uh, uh, we're about to close this up for this day. And so I want to contextualize my conclusion to this message. I can imagine uh, the only thing, the only thing that this sister could do uh -huh, in, in, in her state uh, was to perhaps turn her head to the left or to the right so that she could see the world around her. Uh, but most of the time, because of her bent over position, all she could really see was the ground in front of her. 
Have you ever felt like you were in a situation and you were never able to get straightened from your situation? I believe I have a witness or two out there. Uh-huh. Never, never you felt like you were never be able to straighten out the mess you were in so that you could see life, so you could see the situation from another perspective. Rather, all you could look at and all you could see was the dirt in front of you. I'm asking somebody this morning, are you looking at the dirt in your situation and nothing else? Well, let me tell you some good news here. What happens when we have COD Christ on duty in our lives, our dead or dying, seemingly insurmountable situations? Get redirected. Oh, that ought to hit somebody straight in the heart. I'm dead or I'm dying in seemingly insurmountable situations. Get resurrected. I'm dead, I'm dying or seemingly insurmountable situations. Hallelujah, are subject to change. Not only because he is C-O-D, Christ on duty, but because he is also L-O-A. Oh, God. And I'm not talking leave of access because we know the contrary to be true because Deuteronomy 31 and 6 as well as Hebrews 13 and 5 reminds us that he will never leave us, neither will he forsake us, but our LOA for the believer reminds us that he is the Lord of all. Oh, I'm glad about it this morning. And so with that, and on that note, we want you all to tune back in next Sunday as we continue our series of working out Jesus as we talk about Christ being L-O-A or Lord of all. We bless you this morning. We bless you this morning. We pray that you will be with us on next week as we come back at you and talk a little bit more about what it's like when Jesus begins to work out things in our lives. I know some of us are already saying, I, I believe that the Lord has already started to part some of my red seeds. Or, or maybe he's already starting to bring forth some healing in your situation. Uh, maybe you're saying, you know what, Pastor, I, I was one of those girls who, all I could really do is see the dirt that was below me. But right now, I, I'm beginning. I'm, I'm beginning to straighten up just a little bit. I, I 